Good morning, people of God. Oh, what a beautiful morning the Lord has given us. Amen. Amen. Special welcome to to those of you visiting or or coming back to us today. Uh, Those of you online today as well, welcome. Um, We will be having Holy Communion this morning, so hopefully as you came in, you received your communion cups. If you didn't, raise your hand. All right, and for those of you at home, grab some bread and some wine or grape juice following our time of confession. We will celebrate the gifts of Jesus' body and blood. Uh, A couple announcements. (laughs) I may be scatterbrained today just to give you a warning. Our power went off at 1 o'clock, which then, of course, our uh, 12-year-old came in and kind of squeezed in between us saying that uh, without the hallway light on, it was just a little scary. Which then soon followed the nine-year-old brought a, a pillow and a blanket to sleep on the side of the bed. Which then I woke up at some point, like, I don't know, whenever the power came back on, and found the other two boys nestled between us as well. So at some point, all of our children were in our bed. I I don't know if at the same time or not, I was in and out of consciousness. I think you missed an opportunity because there were four empty beds that you could have (laughs) chosen. I know, but I need my CPAP in order to breathe at night. So it's like I'm stuck in my bed. Believe me, the thought occurred to me, there's a lot of empty beds in this house right now. I should go take one. So I may be testing to see if I can put myself to sleep during my own sermon. We're going to find out. All right, just had to get that off of my shoulders. And if you see me today with my sandals and socks on, I decided this morning I don't care if it's cool or popular. I'm doing it. I'm wearing socks with my sandals, and you all have to live with it. So, it, it, Just so you know, it is neither cool <laughs> nor popular, but that's okay. that's okay. We love you as you are. Hey, it wouldn't be the first time in my life I have been neither cool nor popular. So, <laughs> just, I'm just I'm airing all my dirty laundry right now, so you're all aware of it. Okay, let's get to our announcements. Uh, first of all, we are into Socktober, right? This, uh, we're taking the month of October to collect socks. So if you are out in a boot this, uh, you know, next couple of weeks, pick up some extra socks. All of them will be donated to, uh, homeless shelters and, and area organizations that can get those socks to the homeless. Uh, things are starting to get chilly out. And, uh, socks are such a wonderful gift because they can be used for storage. They can use, be used as hand warmers, as feet. Obviously, it's important to have dry and warm socks. Uh, you'll see that in the entryway as you walk in. A um, couple other things I want to highlight. First off, uh, I hope that you all receive our constant contact email on Wednesdays. If you don't, let us know because we have a lot going on right now. So much that Jennifer's fingers almost fell off having to put it all in. Uh, just to highlight two of them, today we have a flu and COVID booster clinic going on. Uh, Susan Finley, our council president, uh, oversees that. And so if you would like to get a flu shot or a COVID booster today, you can. You don't have to pre-register or anything like that. Just pop on back uh, in our council room down the hallway. So that'll be between services and after our second service, if any of you are watching online. Lastly, I wanted to mention... Um, the end, the last Saturday of October, we are having our fall festival and we're ramping it up. This is going to be fun. So not only are we doing our annual trunk or treat, we are going to have live music. 
Uh, we are going to be having multiple food trucks, I think four different food trucks. We're going to have games, activities, you name it, from 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock on October 29th. Uh, you know, join us, bring a friend, bring a neighborhood family, whatever. Uh, you don't have to be Lutheran to come, just we're going to have a great time. So come join us on that last Saturday of October. Um, Yeah, with that, let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for the gift of today. Let us not take a moment of it for granted. And despite whether we are having a, a wonderful morning or a frustrating one or just a downright depressing one, Lord, you're given a promise to us that you are with us, that you walk with us, We just pray that you continue to give us new ears, new eyes, and a new heart today and every day as we experience this gift of life that you so freely give us. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We are going to jump right into our gospel reading for this morning. It comes to us from the book of Luke, the 17th chapter. I invite you to follow along on the screen. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered the village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So whether you are aware of it or not, we have been on quite a journey this fall. For the past four weeks, we have been talking about new perspectives to see and experience life in a new way. So to recap, a few weeks ago, we were challenged to see even the times when we feel like we are stuck in the middle, right? Those are still opportunities to get something out of the middle. Two weeks ago, we were challenged to consider the perspective of what matters most in our lives. Is it going to be God or is it going to be money? Because as Jesus said, you cannot serve both. So which is it going to be? Last week, Jesus challenged us to truly see those around us. Right? We remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus who was outside dying at his doorstep. To not just be focused on ourselves, spending our time, our energy, our wealth on ourselves, our own desires, but to consider those needs of those around us, to see others in our midst and not just avoid them. So the question was laid out there. Are we seeing 
others as people who are loved by God or do we see them as annoyances or obstacles or even as our enemies? Well, this week, you guessed it, Jesus offers us yet another perspective change for us to consider, to wrestle with. Another Bible reading about seeing. But this one has a slightly different perspective, if you will. This one is about seeing ourselves and what's going on in our own lives. So on the surface, this story seems like, uh, I don't know, just a wonderful story about a healing, Jesus healing ten people, and one of them coming back to give thanks and to praise God, to have gratitude for the blessing he just received. So on the surface, we learn, well, it's good to give, pra- uh, give praise to God for the blessings in our lives. And that's a good lesson in itself, but, but there's so much more going on here. Little details that when we consider, this story kind of just blossoms, Right? So Luke mentions a number of things that I think are important. For instance, Luke mentions where they are. Okay, so Jesus uh, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. We know that part. We know what's about to happen. He's about to give his life over for us. But he's on the way, and he's not there yet, and he's in this region between Samaria and Galilee. Well, guess what? If you were to look at a map, you would see that there literally is nothing between them. They border each other, okay? They're literally side by side. So Jesus is in the midst of two different nations, two different peoples, in the midst of of racism and and who knows what's going on here, right? Uh, uh, The political tensions, the people who, who don't like each other. And Jesus is in the middle of that. And on top of that, it would be a really odd route for Jesus to take. Okay, it'd be like me saying, oh, I'm going to go to Sterling Heights via Ann Arbor, (laughs) right? So all this is important because, well, that means Jesus is intentionally going out of his way. That something big is happening here, that Jesus is trying to make a point that it's good for us to listen to. So I think that first important thing is that Jesus doesn't shy away from the controversies, doesn't shy away from the divisions, the things that separate people. He goes right into the in-between parts, and that's where you find him doing some amazing work. So that's pretty awesome. Second, this story is, well, kind of typical of Jesus. He enters into a space, a a town, a region. People hear about him. They cry out to him, and he heals them. But notice, these are not like privileged people. They're not wealthy or well-to-do. They're not people who deserve his attention. They're lepers, the people who are typically cast out, right? They're the ones who are told, well, don't stick around here. They're average, regular people. And it's to these people Jesus pays attention to and heals. So that's another great point of this lesson, of this story, is to tell us that, well, Jesus comes right into the midst of things between us and to everyday average people who are hurting. Again, a great lesson for us to hear. Third, did you notice who turns back to Jesus? Okay, Jesus shows up. He says, you know, head your, head, go to the priests. They're the ones who can reestablish you into the community. Go talk to them on their way. They were healed. 
and only one returned. Did you notice which one it was? It was a Samaritan, or as Jesus describes him, a foreigner. Not only an out-of-towner, but a person from a country that Jews hated the most. The person who didn't go to the same church, who didn't even believe in the same God. So here Luke tells us, amid the ordinary, something new is going on here. Jesus is going outside the box. God doesn't just stay inside the walls. That even people who don't even acknowledge him, he's willing to heal and change their lives. And finally, fourth, Jesus says to that Samaritan, your faith has made you well. Well, the Greek word here can be translated in other ways, like your faith has made you healed, or your faith has saved you, or as King James Version puts it, your faith has made you whole. Which to me says that this is even more than just a healing. Okay, This is about wholeness. This is about being brought back into the community, into humanity again. So like I said, you look at these little details, this story just kind of explodes. And here we see Jesus teaching his followers, both back then and us today, that faith is not just a matter of believing, but also seeing. All the lepers were healed. One, however, sees what has just happened in his life, and this makes all the difference. He sees the the change that's happened, And then the leper recognizes Jesus as something special, as something powerful, something caring, loving, giving. Because he sees what's happened in his life, the leper has something for which to be grateful for, thankful, praising God. Immediately in a loud voice, Luke tells us. Not caring who else heard him. Again, remember, this is someone who necessarily wasn't a God person. And they're the ones shouting from the rooftops to everyone who was around them outside of their church. It didn't matter. He sees his blessing and doesn't care who hears it or who knows it. And because he sees what's happened, the leopard changes direction, veering away from going to the priests. Again, there was nothing, I'm guessing nothing more than a leper yearned for than to be part of the community again, to be brought back into the fold, to be seen as a human again. And even before that person did that, they turned around to give thanks to God. Everything else could wait. And just as I shared last week, you know, with parables and now this story, these stories aren't, they aren't written down just so we could say, oh, that was great that that happened to that person. These parables are meant for us to enter the story, for us to see how this relates to our lives, to see that this is our lives. This is your story. This is my story. And the story today is an invitation to recognize that what we see makes all the difference. Not only how we see each other, but how we see what's going on in our own lives. It's a matter of perspective. In the face of hardship, do we see danger or do we see opportunity? In the face of human need, do we see demand or a holy occasion to help? In the face of the stranger, do we see a potential enemy 
or a potential friend? When we look to ourselves, do we, do we see our mistakes or do we see a beloved child of God learning? When we look to God, do we see a stern judge who is harsh or do we see a loving parent who has patience? When we look to the future, do we, do we spend more time in fear or do we see opportunities unfolding? See, how we answer any and all of those questions depends on what we see. And how we answer dramatically shapes how we experience life, how we get busy doing life. See, to me, this is the key to to why we worship and how we worship every Sunday. My greatest hope for you is that when you come here, you, you experience the music, that those words become yours, that you hear God's word, that the story becomes yours. That the prayers, everything that we do now becomes part of your story that you're recharged so that you can get outside of these walls and see life in a new perspective. To see where God is at work. Not just the key to our worship on Sundays, but this is the key to our lives. How to living this gift that we've been giving. Because we're called to believe or confess, or help, or do. But we're also called to simply to see, to see God's fingerprints all over our lives. To take a look at our lives, even if times aren't exactly wonderful right now, and acknowledge that God still walks with us. Healing us, leading us to wholeness, reminding us that we are loved, regardless of what happens. And then, a step farther to help others see that as well. We are called to point out blessing, to claim mercy, to name grace wherever we are. That's what I love about this story. That foreigner doesn't care who hears how excited he is to be blessed. Screams it, prostrates himself, doesn't just get on his knees, his whole body's in on it. He is completely all in and he doesn't care who knows it. (laughs) Wow. Kind of like me wearing sandals and socks today, right? (laughs) You and I can sing our praises outside these walls. In fact, we need to, to keep helping ourselves, right? To remind us to see the many blessings that we have, even in our most difficult moments. At the beginning of the story, ten men are stuck, right? They live between regions in a no man's land of being socially, religiously, and physically unclean. And by the end of the story, all are made well, but one has something more. He sees Jesus. He recognizes and sees how he's been blessed and he rejoices and it completely changes his direction in life. It wasn't even as important to get to the priest yet. Because he sees what's happened, this leper isn't just healed, but he's made whole. He's drawn back into relationship with Jesus and with God in all these ways he has been saved so we're going to do something here right it's not just enough 
to hear this story. We're going to practice this story. You know me, trying to keep myself awake right now. Okay. (laughs) Here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbor, okay? And I want you to name even just one blessing that you have in your life right now. One thing that you are thankful and grateful for that God has given you. Okay, do it right now. If you're online with us, uh, type it in. Type in something that you feel blessed about. And it's not just enough we tell a neighbor, I need to hear some of your answers as well. Because it's good for all of us to be reminded, oh yeah, I didn't think of that one. So, shout them out. What's a blessing that you have in your life? Grandkids. Good health. A wife, right? A spouse, family. This place. Amen. What else? Grand, grandchildren. Oh, your daughter. Amen. Me. Wow. I'll uh, catch you later. Right? I mean, the the clothes we have on our backs, right? The fact that many of us drove here today, even on those times when it's like, oh, the gas light's on again. What a blessing to have a way to travel these days. To even have bumpy roads. When's the last time you looked at our Michigan roads and thought, oh, this is a blessing? It is! Compared to the things that people used to have to travel with and on. Right? The chairs that we're sitting on. The fact that we're in a warm building right now. I mean, the list can go on and on. What if we start looking around our lives and we see everything as a blessing? Holy cow, that's life-changing. What if we actually lived like God loves us so stinking much that regardless of what happens in our lives, we're good? Then it's kind of exciting to get out of bed in the morning. And I'll tell you, it wasn't all that exciting this morning. I had a bad perspective this morning. But I'll tell you what, looking back at it now, it's like, wow, what a blessing to have power most days. Or the fact that it came back on. Instead of being annoyed that I lost a couple hours of sleep, holy cow, I got a couple hours of sleep too. That's a blessing. So today is that invitation to be that other leper, the one who is made whole, who is reminded of who Jesus is and then gives thanks to God and does it in a way that who cares who sees? I think the face of Christianity would be so much different if outside of these walls we all just decided to start counting our blessings instead of reinforcing our divisions. If we start seeing ourselves and the gifts we've been given, it draws us into a whole new reality 
of what it means to live in God's kingdom because then it's so exciting that we want to share it. We want someone else to feel that way too, right? So this is our invitation to a new perspective today. This is where you find the key to to true worship, to true living beyond our service this morning. It's in that 10th leper turning back and it's in seeing that makes all the difference. Today, may you come not only, or may you uh, come to not only believe, but to also see all that Jesus is doing in your life, around your life, and through your life. And to not only see it, but to dare to share it. Not in a boastful way, like, hey, look at me, but just like a, look how awesome God is. You know what? God is awesome to you as well. What an opportunity before us to give thanks and praise to God with a loud voice about the blessings in our lives and then to help point them out for others to see as well. May that be our journey these next seven days. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Again, Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for this day and for your word. Such an amazing story for us to be considering, especially in this uh, month where we're so politically driven that we can start to see not only each other as on the same team, but also to see our own lives and how blessed we truly are. So that we might not live into the fears that will be spoken to us in these elections, but that we just might live into the fact that, you know, regardless of what happens, God will still be with us. God still walks beside us. And because of that, we can get busy living. Help us to see our blessings today. Help us to lead others to see the blessings in their lives as well. And help us to give you praise in all that we say and do. We ask this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. May children and heirs of God's promise, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all those in need. For each of these prayers, I'll give you a topic. Can you pray whatever's on your heart regarding that word? And at the end of each prayer, I'll say, Lord, in your mercy, please respond with hear our prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we lift up to you all who are on our hearts today, and we begin by lifting up all of your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for creation and for this world that you've given us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are oppressed, enslaved, for those who are in greatest need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up to you ourselves 
and whatever's going on in our personal lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and to confess those times when we have failed to live as God invites us to live. So please repeat after me. Heavenly Father, pour out your mercy over us. Our sin is heavy and we long to be free. Rebuild what we have ruined. Mend what we have torn. Wash us in your cleansing flood. Make us alive in your spirit to better follow Jesus. By your grace, forgive us. Through your love, renew us. And in your spirit, lead us so that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. I invite you to take out your communion cups. And again, if you haven't used these yet, push down on the tab first to help separate the two. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks. He gave it for his disciples to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, thank you for prayerfully continuing to give to King of Kings to help support our ministries here on your way out today. There are buckets before the doors. Uh, Also online, there's a QR code at the end of worship. Uh, Your generosity makes all this and so much more happen. We are changing lives because of what God is doing through you. So every little bit makes a big difference. May you now receive this blessing. 
May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able as we lift our voices once again. Amen. Woo! Amen. God is good. People of God, you are free to go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.